Well, good morning, airline. Happy Sunday to the ones that I have not spoken to this morning. Um, it is a joyful Sunday as we celebrate the Lord and as we celebrate our seniors who are graduating soon. But get up on your feet and worship with us this morning as we are thankful.
Good morning, church. Be seated for a moment. Just wanted to welcome everyone here. If you are new here, first time visitor with us, or if you have not been here in a long time, we would like to know more about you. So if you would, please, at the end of the service, be able to, to go to the back and meet our pastor, Pastor Zach. You'll be in the back in the foyer. I'd like to just uh, share a word with you and meet with you for a second. Please do that if you could. This morning is a special uh, morning for us as we recognize some some students this morning, some students that are have finished up their uh, journey in in school, um, in you know elementary, middle, and high, and they are they are coming to the close of all that, and they are happy, and they're celebrating, and they're nervous, and they don't know what's coming next, but it's it's coming. So, you know, just buckle up and go for it. Before we recognize these these kids, these students, we got a video uh, to show you guys, to show you a little bit about what is going on in their lives. So let's watch that. I'm so blessed. My name is Kylie Adams. Um, I want to say thank you to my church family uh, for all your prayers and all of you that have been by me for 18 years of my life. Uh, it's a long time that I've been going to airline and there's been so many of you that have touched me and poured into me and made me the person that I am today. Um, I um, and then I'll be going next year to attend Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College, which is a ag college in Tifton and I plan to pursue a degree in agriculture education. Hi, my name is Connor Reed. I'm graduating from Cherokee Bluff High School and I'm planning on attending uh, Georgia State University to study music production. Hi, my name is Bridget Perez and I'm currently a senior at Eastall High School. Um, this fall, I will be attending UGA Gold Bulldogs and I will be majoring in biology under the pre-med track. Um, so I, I can proudly say that these past weeks, days, months, um, God has truthfully been amazing and, you know, helpful, um, being by my side every step I take in my life, literally, um, and just offered me so many opportunities, um, you know, that I definitely am so appreciated of, um, and I just thank God for that, and I thank for, I thank Him for allowing me to understand these past weeks that I am worthy within Him, that I am, I find my truth identity in Him. And, you know, all I do should always be for his glory, no matter what, because at the end of the day, we're here because of him and, you know, his love towards us. So I really appreciate God for that and, you know, helping me really understand that. Um, something that God has laid on my heart recently, I've always done, um, or shared my love for Christ through music and things like that. But um, recently, I've developed a huge passion for agriculture in my life, and God has just showed me that there's so many ways to show his light through agriculture and um, to farmers and that industry and show Jesus's love and that side of things. So I think my calling and what I'm looking forward to doing when I get down to ABAC and when I become an ag teacher is to be that inspiration for younger kids and help plug the love of God into the love of agriculture. Um, in high school, I uh, attended a legacy program, which um, granted me opportunities to serve others by going to food pantries, uh, clothing closets, anything to help people, and I plan to do the same works in college. Um, 
in life, um, for every day that I live, I pray that God gives me um, opportunities every day to take every day an opportunity to share um, God's love, God's word, my faith in Him, and how He's changed and, and just changed my whole life. Um, so I pray for opportunities I can, when I can, where I can. Um, and I pray for these opportunities to be within friends, strangers, family. That that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, just want to say thank you again for all that you guys have done for me, and I love each and every one of you. I want to give this moment with that Airline Baptist Church. You have truthfully been a blessing to me, my life, and my family. Um, thank you for helping us. You know. You know, to be our true selves and, you know, be a better human being every day, obviously. Um, so thank you so much for all the love, for all the support, and just, you know, for all those that I've encountered with. I love y'all, and I pray that God blesses y'all very, very much. Um, and thank y'all again. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. On my best day, I'm a child of God. On my worst day, I'm a child of God. Good job, guys. Good job. As a church, you know, we've, we've made an impact on, on our students, and we, we hope to continue to do that. Some ways that we can do that, the most important thing that we can do the, is the thing that we tend to do the least of for some reason. But we need, we need to continue to pray for these students. Pray that they'll be steadfast. Pray that they'll be armored up every day. They'll be ready to go into battle because that's what they're doing. That's what we're all doing every day. We're going into battle, not against flesh and blood, but against evil and darkness. And we are the lights. So we are going into the light to fight that battle. And that's what these students are going to be doing as they continue their educational journey and beyond everything that they continue to encounter. So church, let's continue to pray for them, that God would move in them and work in them and strengthen them. And make them a, a light wherever they are. Guys, wanted to recognize y'all with a gift too, so y'all would come on up. They're not getting in the order that the bags are in, so you're going to have to fix it yourself. Down here on the end, we have Connor Reed, graduate from Cherokee Bluff. Bridget Perez, graduating from East Hall. <laughs> Abby Butte, graduating from Lanier Christian <laughs> Academy. <laughs> and then Kylie Adams from Habersham Central. I love y'all. I'm proud of you. Thankful for what God has done in your lives. I pray that he'll continue to work in your lives. Just remember that I love you. Heather loves you. The church loves you. And we are praying for you. Church, let's pray uh, and ask God to, to continue to move and, and to grow these students. And then at the end of the service, we're going to ask them to come back up and we're going to come pray with them, okay? So let's pray right now. Father God, we love you and we praise you so much. 
um, as we come to worship, we, we worship you. We want to worship you in truth and in spirit and in uh, gladness and joy that's in our hearts, Father. God, we pray for these students as they are continuing their journey of life, as they are continuing to grow, Father, we pray that you will in them, Father, that you'll continue to, re to reveal uh, the importance of the scriptures and to understand the scriptures and how to live and how to glorify and magnify your name each day and how to live each day, regardless of the vocation that they end up in, that they are there, that's where their feet are, that's where you have planted them, and that's where they are to serve and to make a difference and to be salt and light to the world. So, Father, we, we trust you with that. We know that you are faithful. God, we worship you now. We sing your praise. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up and continue to worship this morning.
flows, still love, still there, every step, every second, every hour, never fade, never fails. God, we don't deserve your grace, yet you are still there offering up your, your love, your grace, offering yourself to us. What truth we can sing this morning. Amazing grace, how sweet this sound. Lord, when we call on your name, how sweet it is. How sweet it is to love you. How sweet it is to know you. God, we thank you so much that we can stand here and declare those words out of our mouths this morning. Brothers and sisters in Christ, singing to you, singing to one name. Lord, we all have the same mission. God, it is to serve you. God, continue, continue to move in this place. Continue to have your way in these four walls. Lord, we thank you so much for this time of worship. Hearts abandoned, arms stretched wide, looking to you, Father. God, we thank you so much. We love you and we praise you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And everyone said, amen. Well, amen and amen. You can be seated. Such an exciting day as we recognize our seniors. Um, but before we get to that, uh, just a, a couple quick announcements. I just want to thank everybody uh, that, that participated in the mother-daughter tea yesterday. Fantastic event. Based on what I saw, I wasn't allowed to be there. But based on what I heard and what I saw, it sounded like everything went well. So I just want to thank everybody that put that together. And then as well, we have VBS um, coming up around the corner in June. And, and just, just out of curiosity, as we're preparing for VBS, um, just, just real quick, if you were saved at a VBS, would you just slip your hand up? Like if, if you came to know Jesus through a VBS, would you just slip your hand up? Okay, so we got a few. If you just attended VBS, put your hand up. Quite a few. All right, if VBS had a profound impact on your life, like you still look back and remember stuff that you learned from VBS, slip your hand in the air. Okay. This is why we do VBS, all right? So as we prepare, we want to have an impact on children's lives that week in June. And so be on the lookout for more information coming up. But senior recognition, and really what today is, it's, it's part recognition, but it's also part commission that we're preparing to send out our seniors to go make a gospel impact. And I always, I always loved 
senior recognition. Back in my days of being a, a student pastor, it was always such an exciting time. There was so much going on. There's a lot of stress trying to figure out college plans and just trying to finish through high school and trying to get all the boxes checked and all of that stuff just to move on to the next season of life. And all throughout our lives, we go through these seasons. And sometimes they're big changes. Like I, I still remember seniors sitting in where you're sitting, preparing to go off to college. And it literally seems like yesterday. I remember sitting where you're sitting. And then now I'm changing diapers on a toddler. It happens fast. And then there are some of you that are a, a, a few seasons ahead of us. And you're sitting there going, buckle up, buddy. It gets worse. But seasons change and oftentimes change in the blink of an eye. And when we recognize our seniors, it's not just the seniors that are going through a change of seasons either. It's the families and the parents that are changing seasons too. You could always tell at senior recognition when it was the first baby that graduated versus the last baby. Maybe there's, there, there's some anxiousness. There's, there's the, you know, this is, this is our, this is nest and spread their own wings and fly. The last baby, they're high-fiving each other going empty hit nester time. But it's this change of seasons for parents as well. Thankfully, the Bible talks about the change of seasons. And so in Ecclesiastes 3 is where we'll be this morning. Ecclesiastes 3, this is a very familiar. But as well as just us as a church, how do we navigate changing seasons? Because life looks different in every season. Things come up, things happen that changes how we go about living our lives. So Ecclesiastes 3, we're going to read verses 1 through 15. Read the text. It says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to silence, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Verse 9, what gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, 
so that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toils. This, this is God's gift to man. Verse 14, I perceive that whatever God does endures forever and nothing can be added to it nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before him. That which is already has been, that which is to be already has been. And God seeks what has been driven away. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you and we give you this time. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. Thank you for these seniors. Thank you for the family and present as well. We pray now as we break open your word, would you encourage us, God, today that as we navigate seasons of change, we would see that you are the God over all of that and give you the praise and honor and glory. And we pray all of this in Christ's name, amen. So Ecclesiastes 3, and there's four main movements I want us to see in this text. First is the constant of changing seasons, the constant of changing seasons. So we go back to verse 1, and for the book of Ecclesiastes, of course, this is kind of wisdom literature, kind of grouped in there with Proverbs. Most people attribute the book of Ecclesiastes to being written by King Solomon. And really his, his target audience, if we could kind of boil down the entire book of Ecclesiastes into kind of one sentence, it would be, here's what I would tell myself if I was a younger man. So it's King Solomon imparting wisdom to the youth, to the next generation, basically saying, here's the things that I have learned, and I want you to know these things. Here's some practical wisdom for you. So we come to Ecclesiastes 3, and honestly, um, Ecclesiastes 3 almost, it begins, and it, not to sound irreverent, but it really just kind of seems like Solomon's having a bad day. Like maybe he should have wrote this at another time. Because he begins, he says, for everything there is a season and a time, for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. Notice he's going from one extreme to the other. He's not saying a time that's just a fantastic day and a time that's just not such a fantastic day. He's going from really great, exciting things to hard, difficult things. And that all of us in life will go through seasons, that there are some seasons we go through where it seems like nothing can go wrong. And then turn around the very next day and it seems like we're in a season where nothing can go right. Anybody been there before? Seasons change. And then here's the constant of that. They will always change. And so the question is not if this season of my life will change. 
The question is, how do, I how do I deal with this changing season and how do I prepare for the next changing season? Because it's a constant. It's going to change. And so he, he gives all of these illustrations, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. This one's rather interesting. Time to cast away stones would be someone who was wanting to clear a field for agriculture. But why would they need to gather stones together to throw those stones back into the field in case an invading military was coming through? Talk about two different seasons of life time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow. It's not just talking about making clothing here. That he's talking about in the mourning process in the Old Testament, it was common that you would tear your clothes as a What is he saying? There's, there's, a, there's a time for mourning. Make no mistake about it. Back together. Time to tear, time to sow. The time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. That there are seasons. And that we can go through seasons of one and then all of a sudden find ourselves in a season of another. We can find ourselves in a good, bountiful season. And before we know it, we've stepped into a season that is just dry and dreary. And it can happen in the blink of an eye. So seasons change. What do we do about that? Which brings us to point two, the question of changing seasons. And so in light of all of this, it's almost as we come to verse nine, Solomon sees all this, he writes all of this. So there's a time for this, there's a time for this, there's a time for this good thing. In all of this, what gain has the work Basically, what's the point of all of it? Like, what do we actually get out of all of these seasons changing? Why, do, why are we here? Are we just here to go from one season to the next, to the next, to the next, until finally we get back to verse 1 and we're dead? Is that it? What does the worker gain from all of this? And he said, I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. Has God really just put us here on this earth just to be busy? Just to go from one season to the next? So in light of all this, Solomon said, going, these are the questions that'll pop up. Like, what, what do we actually get out of this? Like, did, seniors, did God really just put you on this earth just to get you graduated from high school? And that's it? 
Or is there something more? Thankfully, we move from the question of changing seasons to the purpose of changing seasons. Verse 11, he has made everything beautiful in its time. Like that sounds good, doesn't it? But let's be honest, that's a difficult passage. Why? Because we would like for it to say he has made everything beautiful in our time. Like, like Jesus, I've got a two o'clock appointment and a four o'clock appointment. Can you make this thing beautiful by three? Can you fit that into my calendar, Jesus? Because we want God to be at work in our timelines and our timetables. But he says he's made everything beautiful in its time. That when it's ready, when his purposes are achieved. I was told a while back um, that as a man approaches 30, he has a difficult decision he has to make. That every man goes through this. He must make a decision between becoming a history buff of random historical events or smoking meats. That every man must make this decision. And I chose the smoking meats route. Okay? If you couldn't tell. And, and I'll be honest, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bear this in front of you. Um, I, I use a pellet grill. It's a lazy man smoker. I turn the knob to the temperature I want it, and it automatically keeps the temperature. It's a sign of God's goodness in his creation. And, and there's been some trial and error in smoking meats. There's been a few times I've taken some ribs or some, some butts off the grill and they looked perfect from the outside. But internally the temperature wasn't right. I'm talking about they had a nice, a, a, a nice crisp um, coating to them, dark brown, jam-packed full of flavor, but they weren't done inside. They weren't ready yet. They still needed some more time in the heat and in the smoke. Are you smelling what I'm stepping in this morning? That sometimes, even though things may look right from the outside, there's still some internal things that have to get right in the life of a believer. And he's working something out that's to be beautiful in its time. And sometimes that means God's working on some stuff that nobody else can see. Why? Because God's working on some stuff on the inside. God's getting the internal temperature right before he takes it off the proverbial smoker. Why? Because he's making something beautiful. 
He's making something that's, that's praiseworthy to him. And he's, he's going to take you in and out of seasons where things are going to change, where things are going to be good, and the next day things are going to be bad. Why? Because he just wants to mess with you? No, he's doing something beautiful in that. And everything is beautiful in its time. But not only that, notice what he says next. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart. Why do seasons change? Why do we go from bountiful seasons to dry seasons? Because God's put eternity in our hearts so that we long for something that is eternal. And if we go day after day, week after week, trying to satisfy this hole in our heart that is designed for eternity by placing temporary things into it, we will continually find we are unsatisfied with everything. Why? Because our hearts weren't designed for temporary. They were designed for eternity. So why do seasons change? so that you and I learn that that season is not what satisfies our heart. That in the good seasons of life, that's not what satisfies our heart. In the bad seasons of life or the difficult seasons of life, that's not what satisfies our heart. It is eternity that satisfies our heart, not the seasons. And so seniors, as you prepare to go into this next season of life, learn this simple truth that God has placed eternity in your heart and he is the only one that can satisfy that. He's the only one that can satisfy that. So he says he's also placed eternity in our heart, but he says, yet so or except that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. Here's the beautiful thing of God is that you and I cannot figure him out. If God were a God that we could wrap our minds around, he would not be God. And his work and his purposes and his plans are far beyond anything of our comprehension. He says we can't find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. He says, I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. Notice what he says. So in light of this, what should we do? than to be joyful and to do good as long as I live. You've heard me talk about it before. I cannot tell you what God's secret or decretive will is for your life. I cannot look at you and say, in five years you will have this job. This is God's will for your life. I can't do that. 
But what I can encourage you to do is to follow the descriptive will of God, what God commands us in his words to do. And here's what happens if I just simply follow the descriptive will of God, his prescriptive will will take care of itself. And so seniors, I can't tell you what job you're going to have, nor should you spend time agonizing over what exactly God's will is there. Just simply follow God's descriptive will, what he tells you in his word, and the prescriptive will will take care of itself. I can't tell you who you're going to marry one day, but I simply stay close to Jesus and follow after him. He'll bring the right person along. Why? Because what are they doing? They're sticking close to Jesus and following after him. To follow what God's word commands us to do. And his will will take care of itself. And he says, and now also everyone should eat, drink, and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. Let's be honest, that's a, that's a difficult passage. It's a hard passage to wrap our minds around. How are we supposed to take pleasure in all this toil? We understand it's God's gift to us. It's a demonstration of his grace to us. So we see the purpose of changing seasons, but then lastly, we see the promise of changing seasons. He says, I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken away from it. God has done it so that the people fear before him. That what God does endures forever. We're not adding to the work of God, nor are we taking away from the work of God. We just simply are called to participate in what God is doing. He says, that which is already has been, and that which is to be already has been and then notice this last little phrase, and God seeks what has been driven away. And this is a hard, this is a hard Hebrew phrase. Um, I looked up five or six different translations and kind of each of them kind of say something a little bit different on this. It, it, it literally, if we were to translate this Hebrew literally, it, it would say something like, God pursues what has been pushed away or pushed out. And in the context that we're looking, God is talking, or Solomon's talking about time here. So what could we say of this? That God seeks, God cares for even our time that's been pushed away even our time that has been wasted. God cares for that. God pursues that. And hear me this morning, God does not waste that. Because we're gonna stand before God one day and give an account 
for how we used our time for his kingdom and for his glory. We will. But also God does not waste that. We may have wasted time, but God does not waste it. God seeks it and he pursues it. So the time that we do have moving forward is incredibly meaningful and valuable. And so we see this promise that God has a plan. God is achieving his plan. And time is not meaningless, nor is it purposeless. So how do we navigate changing seasons? That God has a purpose and a plan and is over all of it. That God is not more near in the seasons that are good. And God is not further away in the seasons that are bad. God is in the exact same proximity in both seasons. And he does not waste that time. So this brings us to our central idea this morning. And it's this, the beauty of changing seasons is the reminder that we serve an unchanging God. The beauty of changing seasons is the reminder that we serve an unchanging God. As we navigate changing seasons, we should be reminded that the season's changing, but he's still the same God. That on the good days when life is going well, He's the same God. On days where it seems like nothing can go well, he's still God. He does not change during the seasons. And seniors, as you prepare this month to walk across the stage, get, get the diploma that you have spent the past 12, 13 years, 14 years, depending on, I'm just kidding, that you've spent all that time and energy working towards. He's still the same God. That as you prepare to move off, to go to college, he's still the same God. The same God you serve here is the same God of that college campus. The same God that walked with you into the schools of your high school will be the same God that walks with you through the doors of college. Seasons change, but he doesn't. And so I want to give you three challenges this morning to our seniors. First is this, learn God has a plan. God has a plan. Then the dry and difficult days, there will be dry and difficult days coming up. God has a plan. You may not fully understand it. You cannot fully understand it or wrap your mind around it. But he has a plan. Second, lean into your supports. God has given you families. Lean into them. But then second, God's given you a church family.
And I know I haven't got to spend as much time with you, but I want you to know you have a pastor here that's your biggest cheerleader. Standing from the sideline, I'll be cheering you on, praying for you. You have a student pastor and church staff that are your biggest cheerleader. And you have a church that is rallied around you. Lean into that. But then lastly, love the Lord on your own. It's no longer, I don't don't know where y'all are moving off to or if you're going to stay in your parents' home. But loving the Lord is your decision. It's your faith. It's not your parents' faith. It is your decision. So you are called to love the Lord on your own. It can't be because mom and daddy said to do it. It has to be out of your own love for him. And so here's what we're going to do. Before we pray, I'm going to ask Quez and the band to come back to the stage. We're going to just kind of have a time of invitation. If you want to come pray, this altar's open. Um, after, after a few minutes, um, Taylor is going to invite our seniors to come back up here. So after a, f- a few moments of invitation response, Taylor's going to ask our seniors to gather up here. Um, when he does, want to invite all, all family to gather first around those seniors as we pray over them. But then want to invite our church family to come and be over top of all of them as well as we pray over our seniors. But before we do that, I'm just going to have a, a couple moments of just response and invitation. If you want to come pray, this altar's open. If you need somebody to pray with, uh, Mike and Clint and myself will be available to pray with you as well. But after just a few moments, Taylor's going to lead us in praying for our seniors. Well, let's pray together. Father God, we love you. We praise you. God, we pray now. God, help us to find peace in changing seasons. That we serve an unchanging God. So God, help us to find our peace and our solace in that. We thank you for our seniors. Be with them, guide them, direct them. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
seniors, if you and your families would make your way up here. While y'all are doing that, I just want to share something with our seniors and church as a whole. Several, this is a this is a story. This is something that's really stuck with me and made me think a lot about life. Several years ago, there was a, a very talented all-star pitcher named Jose Fernandez who passed away tragically. And, you know, there was all kinds of different things surrounding his, uh, his death and the things that went on. But uh, weeks went on and a reporter asked an opposing manager, just an old school, old school manager, Clint Hurdle, asked it and they asked him, you know, what's the, what kind of effect has this had on you? And, and Clint said this, if you use your eyes and your ears as reminders throughout your week that life is short and you don't call all the shots, a sense of gratitude and a sense of joy needs to be more prevalent. And he, he went on to say some things about Jose as a person and how they had met a few times and those sort of things. And he just said it's, it's terribly sad on so many different uh, levels um, that there will be no more of Jose Fernandez. There'll be no more of him, his joy. He played with uh, charisma. He played with um, what, what some old, old school folks might not like. He had a little attitude, but he enjoyed the game. And the last thing he went on to say was, be where your feet are. And I, I've thought about that a, a lot since I read this five or six years ago. Guys, be where your feet are. Don't continuously look to what the next stage is, to what the next thing in life is, to whatever is coming next. Be where your feet are. And I struggle daily to, to do that, but I think if we would do that we would, and we would be steadfast every day to say, I'm going to be where my feet are today, and I'm going to serve the Lord, and I'm going to be glad, and I'm going to be joyful, and I'm going to do what he's got for me today. It would change our lives. It would change our families. It would change our communities if we would all do that one day at a time. So, guys, be where your feet are. Because one day, there won't be another day. So let's enjoy each day where our feet are, serving him, okay? Church, if you want to gather around our seniors and their families, huh? Let's pray for Bridget, Kylie, Connor, and Abby by name. Let's pray for them this morning. Father, we come to you this morning asking for uh, protection over these four. We pray for you to give them guidance. We pray for a burning desire for your word in their lives. We pray for a desire for intimate prayer and spending time with you. We pray 
Father, that they will continuously, every day, grow, get a sense and, and, and just know that they are serving and they are doing what they, that you have called them to do, that they are being where their feet are, that they are glorifying you in their studies, that they are glorifying you in their words and honoring you in their actions and in their thoughts. God, remind them often of your holiness and their need for repentance. Guide them often in the way of others who are, who are also striving to live in this way, live in a, in a dedicated, committed Christian relationship. God, as they, as they study, God, open, open up their minds and their hearts and their ears to, to know and to grow and to experience new and different things. But Father, I pray that they will always know that it's all about you. Everything in this life points back to you. Each breath, each heartbeat is about you, about your uh, sustaining love and how you kindly give us each moment of each day. God, I pray that you will watch over them shield them god let them put on the armor for battle each day guide them give them strength give them wisdom when they're down let them be reminded that there is a king of kings and he reigns he is in control he is sovereign over their life over their circumstances over their situations over their grades over all the things that they're going to experience over the next several years in in college and beyond father and i also i pray that you'll remind them that there is a there's a place on a hill in hall county full of people that loves them let them come back father if they're they are gone away for a while at school that they will come back home and realize this is a place to be this is a place to be to serve and to grow and to love so, Father, we trust you with all these things. God, I pray for their families, their moms and their dads, that they will, Father, they will let them, <laughs> let them go. Let them go experience. Let them go and, and enjoy the freedom of, of college and being 18 and, and moving and all the different sort of things that they're going to do. But, Father, they'll also continue to encourage them and love on them and to share scripture with them, read scripture to them and pray over them. Father, we do love you. We trust you. We love you and we know that you are good and faithful. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. As we we'll have our seniors stay up here, so... If you can, make your, make your way back to your seats. We're going to have our seniors stay up here. A couple other housekeeping things real quick. <laughs> a couple other housekeeping things real quick. Just make your way back to your seat. We're about to be dismissed in just a moment. Our seniors stay up here. Seniors stay up here. All right.
Give it to Taylor. Hey, church, if we can, just for a moment, let's turn our attention to Brother Zach for just one second. All right. Well, seniors are going to stay up here. Let's go. Let's make our way back here for just a second before we dismiss. Just a second. Seniors are going to stay up here. There we go. All right. Um, one, one quick thing before we dismiss. We got our seniors. They're going to be up here. Um, do want to welcome. We have Keith, Rosemary, and Sunday here. And uh, they are coming as candidates for church membership. And so they, want, they have come. They want to make Airline Baptist Church their faith family and make this their home um, church. And so we are so excited for them. And so as we dismiss, yeah. And so as we dismiss, come by, hug a senior, let them know you're excited for them, but also come by and uh, wel welcome this family to Airline. We're so excited that they're here and uh, ready to make Airline their faith family. So come by, welcome everybody that's standing up here as we dismiss. Let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Jesus, thank you for today. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Be with us this week to make much of you, and God will give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.